how we do church recordings, Phil. So okay, uh, just right there. You're gonna be alright having it there. Sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Hi, internet people. Hello, internet people. Great. <laughs> hey, church. Um, it's really it is an honour to be here. Um, as Pastor Ray was saying, we've they've known us for a long, long time. Um, Linda and I both lived in Invercargill and went to church at different times. Um, <laughs> and um, there were young adults pastors for a long time. And yeah, my journey back to Christ and um, started with Ray trusting in me, trusting me in kids' church. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but yeah, it was, it's been a great journey. Um, Linda and I are at City Church in um, Christchurch. And um, we've been young adults pastors, I've been children's pastor, um, at the moment we're support pastors and worship leaders, um, we pretty much do whatever <laughs> is required, um, that's, that's who we are and yeah, our heart is to, to be able to support pastors and leadership and churches and just go throughout wherever God wants us and just support where we need it at the time. Um, so, I'm going to start on this message. So, we're going to start in Ephesians um, chapter 4, verse 1, verse 1b. <laughs> um, I don't need it because I actually memorized it. Um, it. The verse says, to live a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Um, it's, it's a verse that, when we started Young Adults, this was one of the first studies that we did was Ephesians and so we decided to put memory verses, and this was the only one I memorized. Um, <laughs> but to live a life worthy of a calling, for you've been called by God. That the reason it impacted me so much is they didn't say I had to be worthy so that God would call me. It says you've been called to live worthy. Mm, it's it's not that we have to be perfect. It's not that we have to uh, sort everything out before we are called. He called us. Now we're being shaped into his image, and it's, it's something that is gradual, it's something that is continual. As uh, Ray was saying, the redemptive process continues on and on, and, and that's what our journey is about, is about becoming more like Christ. Um, but one thing that I've, I've been challenged about and I'm going to be talking about today is, what is calling mean? Um, and so often when we think of calling, we think of it in the way of that we do in, in the Western world. We go, well, a call is similar to a career, I guess. It's similar to a job. So it's got to be a thing. It's got to be a task. It's got to be something that, I, you know, God's called me to do this, so I'm going to do that. And um, one of the mistakes that I've made in my journey is, is thinking that, is going, well, I'm I'm, I know I'm called to serve in the church, so I'm going to do this job and 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 this job until you start to get weary and you go, oh, there's not much more left of me. What else can I do? Um, got to live worthy. Get up. Um, but the thing is, the calling, I believe our calling, first and foremost, is to be living close to God. Our call, he's called us to be in his presence. He's called us to know him. That, that is first and foremost. Those, the other tasks. Tasks are things that will, God will go, yep, okay, we're going to get you to do this for, for now, but you're going to do it with me. Mm, it comes out of being called to be with him. Not going, all right, he's called me, I'm going to go over here and just start doing this, because we end up doing it in our own strength. We end up doing it without him. Mm, and, 
Um, I know for myself, um, I was interning in church. I was uh, at Bible college. um, But I found myself spending less and less time in prayer and less and less time with him and just doing stuff for him. And it wasn't until my second year that I went, something's something's got to change here because I'm doing it all out of my own strength and I'm not actually spending any time with God. So it's all up here and nothing down here. And so our call, I believe, is to be forming ourselves like him, to be stepping into who he is, who he's called us to be. Um, Reflections of him. Reflections of Christ on this earth, because we are his son, uh, God's sons and daughters. We are co-heirs with Christ. We are that is who we are first. Those things come afterwards. The other things come afterwards. Um, and sometimes it's uh, it's the little things. So often when you think of a calling, you think of the big, you know, the big things. You go, all right, well. You know, Ray and Shan are called to pastor a church. Well, I'm not called to pastor a church. Um, is it important? Is it important? Oh, well, you know, I'm stuck in this job. I can't do much. I haven't got much spare time. You might have kids, so you've got even less spare time. <laughs> um, but it's not always about those big things either. Um, if, if you think about um, some grand structures, like you think of uh, San Francisco Bridge, it's a magnificent thing, and there's lots of parts that make it up. And if one bolt is missing, mm. it could all come, parts of it could all come tumbling down. And sometimes it's those bolts that are the most important part. And so a bolt in your life might be just spending time with someone. It might be just saying a nice word. It might be just encouraging someone. It might be when you're sick uh, or going into hospital, it might be uh, being able to be the best patient you can be. I'm in pain, but I'm not going to swear at the nurses. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about the little things in your life. It's, it's not always those big things. It's sometimes the small things that are the most important. Um, if we flick over to um, Judges, go into the Old Testament. Judges... Um, chapter 16. Um, it's the story of Samson, and if you don't know Samson, um, he was in the Old Testament. Israel had people called judges. They didn't have, it was before they had a king, and they had people called judges who would, who would kind of be like a king, but not actually be in control. People would come to sort out problems. Samson was probably one of the, the loosest of these. <laughs> um, but the calling on his life was to was really to reach out to the Philistines, um, but he did it in not the way he was meant to, so he ended up just killing them a lot. Uh, <laughs> and but at the, he was in the end he was he was captured by the Philistines. He was locked up in prison. Um, they put out his eyes, um, and and after a wee while they brought him out to make fun of him. And this is he was just like. God, I've got to, I've, I'm repentant now. I know that what I was, the way I was living, the way I was doing things wasn't the way that you wanted me to. I was doing things out of my own strength. I was going, well, God's called me to be a judge, so I'm going to do things this way. Rather than stepping into what I'm meant to be with God and walk with God on this journey, he decided to do his, his own way. Um, and he realized that at this point, when he was a prisoner, 
when he was blind. Um, his strength will start in return. And he's, uh, he, in verse 25, I'm just going to pick it up there. Um, they made fun of Samson for a while, and they told him to stand near the columns that supported the roof. Uh, the young man that was leading, uh, leading Samson by the hand um, was leading Samson by the hand. And Samson said to him, I need to lean against something. Take me over to the columns that hold up the roof. The Philistine rulers uh, were celebrating in the temple and it was packed and all the people, uh, there was more than 3,000 on the flat roof. They were watching Samson and making fun of him. Samson prayed, please Lord remember me. And the Philistines poked out my eyes, and but make me strong one last time. And he was led to those two pillars. And he he went well. What is what is the best thing for me to do? Is it to to go uh, to be led over to the idols and smash them down to the ornate surroundings? No, I'm gonna. I want to be led to those two pillars, and those two pillars held up the roof, like just two things. You see, you'd think, well, why is everything reliant on two things? Well, it, you'd, you'd think there'd be more. In Christchurch, we know you've got to <laughs> build on a little bit more than just a little bit of foundation. Um, <laughs> But he went over to those and he pushed those and the, he brought the building down and he uh, says he took out more Philistines in that last act than he'd done in all of his life. Um, but it leads us to, to the thought of what is our lives built on? What do we build our lives on? What is supporting our lives? It's not about the fleshy surroundings. It's not about our jobs or, or the house that we live in or... Um, what we build around us, those things come and go. What is the firm foundations? If, if someone was to push against those things, would it come all crumbling, crumbling down? If we build it upon our jobs or our careers, we can be made redundant. Uh, if we build it around our houses or our assets, well, the economy can change and we can lose it all. But if we build it around God, if we go, this is our calling, this is who we're made to be, we're, I'm going to build my life on God. That's, that's going to be challenged as well at times. But God is the one that can stand firm through all things. He's the one that can be there through all storms. Joshua said, um, serve who you will, but for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Who are you going to follow this day? And we've got to be making sure that we build our lives in the right place. And I know that's a challenge, and that's always going to be a challenge in our lives. Because, you know, things happen. Things, our lives move on, and then we'll, something will happen, we'll get a new job, we'll get a new whatever. But we've always got to come back and go, well, what am I, what am I building upon? Mm, where, am I, where are my firm foundations? Where, I've built an extension to the house. Have I built, the right, have I built God into that extension? Am I including God in this? Am I including God in every part of my day? Um, we have a friend. Um, uh, her name was Kate. Um, I'm getting emotional. Um, <laughs> she, she died on New Year's Eve. Um, I'm going to need a tissue, actually. Um, um, so she was an amazing woman um, she had cancer she found out she had cancer um, in the middle of the year uh, last year bowel cancer um, uh, amazing woman um, 
uh, Christian woman. And it's not until someone dies sometimes that we actually reflect on how amazing they are and how much of an impact they have. Because um, we go, oh, yep, well, I'm hanging out with people. I'm hanging out with Ray, and he's great. But one day he won't be here. And you'll go, a long, long time from now. Um, <laughs> but you'll go, man, actually, you know, he believed in me. He helped me through that time. He uh, spoke words into my life that encouraged me. Um, Kate, Kate was someone that, uh, it came up at the, the funeral that she was everyone's biggest fan. It was no matter what you did, she would go, man, you are amazing at that. You, you should carry on doing that. You can, you can do that to a bigger level. Like, you're not just good, you're great. You're going to be great at succeeding in that thing. Um, she'd speak those words of life in, into people. Um, but she also made the most of every opportunity she had. When she got cancer, she could have gone, oh, man, um, I don't know what to do. I, you know, people feel sorry for me. Um, but she said she got better for a little bit, and she said at a big, she had a big gathering. There was like 200 people turned up to support her, and she was like, "Don't feel sorry for me. I'm I'm actually glad this has happened in a way. I know she had been praying for a miracle a healing for the whole way through, but she said even if you know it doesn't, I'm not believing that it's not going to. I'm going to believe for a healing, and so I can I can preach this, but." I'm not sorry it's, not, it's happened because it's given me an opportunity to speak into people's lives. She, um, they, her husband got up and spoke of how they went to see um, the doctor. I don't know what they're called. Oncologist. Um, and when they came out of the office, um, he said that they spoke for about, I don't know, 10-15 minutes on the, the results and about another half hour on, on, on his faith journey and how to get him into church. <laughs> um, they... There was a lady there. Um, uh, did she teach at the school? The same, the same school, yeah. Um, so she was a teacher. She, she went and approached one of the other teachers. They all knew that she was the crazy Christian lady. Um, but she spoke with such a passion that they were like, even though she's a, a cra- crazy into, into God, there's something about it that you just have to go, well, okay. <laughs> she's not forcing it on us, but she's just, that's who she is. She believes it with 100% of her being that everything is real and she came into this lady's office and and she knew that she had cancer and she was was like I need to talk to you about something and the lady was like oh man it's going to be something about the cancer and Kate was like so I want you to come to Alpha Um, Alpha is, is is a is a a Christian course, just it's all the basics. So you invite people along, Christian, non-Christian, and it's just to give a platform to discuss it and to you know wash away anything that might be misconceptions about Christianity or it might be over. And it's just a place where everyone can discuss. And she was like, oh, "I wanted to come to this. Um, it's awkward. I uh, know it's awkward to to bring this up. It's something I haven't done before, but I want you to come along." And uh, this teacher was saying it was. It was awkward for Kate, but it wasn't really awkward for her because she was like, oh, why wouldn't Kate invite me along? Um, and it's making, and she, she ended up um, getting saved through it. 
but it's making the most of those opportunities, of every opportunity that is provided in life. Like, it's just talking to someone. It's encouraging them. It's, it's being who God has created you to be. Um, and, and no matter what life throws at you. It's being passionate. Passionate is, isn't always being loud about who you are or what, you, what you're into. Um, I know passionate for extroverts like myself <laughs> might be loud <laughs> and might be extreme, but not everyone is loud. Not everyone is going to get up the front and dance. Being passionate is just going, I enjoyed being doing this. Find out what's passionate in your relationship with God. Is it just spending time with Him? Is it going out and sitting beside the lake and just going, man, God, you're amazing. I'm glad you're here with me. Is it having a coffee with, with your neighbor? Is it sitting down with your kids and just enjoying a book with them? Going, God, you're here with us. It's finding what God has placed in your life that's special, that's remarkable for you, that he's going to love. Because he didn't create us all the same, so he didn't create us to express everything the same. He created us each with our own different lifestyles and different personalities, and he loves that about you. He enjoys that about you. He doesn't want you to be like anyone else. He wants you to be like you and spend time like with him like he wants you, has created you to do. We love, as the Bible says, we love because he loved us first. So to start loving passionately is to learn how he passionately loves you. Living each moment for him. As I said at the start, Tradition uh, says, you know, calling is, is a task that you're doing, is stepping out and going, well, I'm called to be the youth pastor. I'm called to be young adults. I'm called to, to impact my school. I'm called to this. Those things come out of your calling to be with them, to spending that time with them. Getting married, <laughs> we, you know, Getting married isn't something that you just do. <laughs> it comes out of building that relationship. You build that relationship together, and then you get married, and then you build that relationship more. Things happen along the way. That's all that I really want to say to you today, actually. He's called you. He loves you. He cares about you. He created you to be you, not to be anyone else. And he wants to spend time with you the way he created you to be. Build your foundations on him, and he will direct your path. Hey, Dad, we just want to thank you that you are an amazing God, that you love us so much, that you call us and say, come with me. 
we look at our past and we look at our future and we do see only one direction, but you call us, whatever direction you call us on, as long as we're with you, we know we're safe. Lead us beside still waters and quiet streams, and even through the darkest valleys, you will be with us. Thank you for that, Lord. If anyone wants prayer, if anyone doesn't know God yet, feel free to come up during this last song. Um, start the journey. <laughs> Build the foundations from the start. Um, and if you just want prayer in any, for anything, if you want prayer for discovering your passion, re-spending that time with God, going, well, this is a new year, I'm going to try something different with you, Lord. We'd love to us to pray with you, just to stand with you and, and declare